0: <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 96 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comment number 5 and my fellow host who is elevating this channel through a season of growth, Commander Smith Lowry. Boom, gotcha bitches. <laughs>
1: hey everybody, how's it going?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's great to have you on. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you sitting in uh, for my normal co-host who decided to go to Maine and eat lobster like some, uh, I don't know. The best like part of the lobster is person.
1: eating butter. So that's that's my experience. Just drinking butter. Just drinking butter. With lobster? Why not?
0: Uh, yeah. See, here's the thing though. Controversial topic. I think lobster is overrated. I don't think it's that great.
1: Oh, you're you don't got to convince me. I am not a seafood person oh, okay. or a fish at all. So yeah, like I agree.
0: So I love I love seafood. I think my issue with lobster scallops and shrimp and crab is the cost to actually (laughs) buy it and eat it is worth it's so much higher than what you're actually getting um like i remember so good example me and my fiance by the time this episode comes out based on recording it might just be happening tonight uh but every (laughs) year on our anniversary we go to the uh, same restaurant that we had our first date on yeah. And one of the things there is they have a lobster mac and cheese that she absolutely loves. And I'll be on the macaroni and cheese is great. Sure. Yeah. But it's like $24 for this thing of lobster macaroni and cheese and I kid you not there are 4 pieces of lobster in the <laughs> entire thing. <game plan. laughs> like this you you just charged me an uptick of $16 or four pieces of lobster because this is like eight dollar macaroni and Let's, cheese right I, I was gonna so say they, they're issue. already
1: up charging you on the mac and cheese come on so <laughs> i i buy the the two dollar like deluxe box of mac and cheese and then you can put some imitation crab in there i think you should stay home with the fiance this year and treat her to uh a lowry mac and cheese crab special that's uh <laughs> my suggestion probably um uh, here's the
0: thing though I can't put that suggestion out into the ether because she will find you mm. and she will kill you oh. she will go full Liam Neeson this, she she dreams of this mill every year we've actually talked about it uh, if we're going to have <laughs> intimate time it has to happen before by the time we leave <laughs> we need sweatpants so <laughs> Lowry how has life been uh, how's Adam how is the Commander Smith's channel
1: uh, you know what it's, it's going strong we're starting to like get a you know <clears throat> COVID changed a lot of things and it feels like yeah as the US gets back more to normal like interactions start to become more like back to pre-COVID things so it's uh it's been good it's been good Adam has a house that he's living in cuz I don't know I don't think last hey. time Oh he, Adam's been on since with you guys, right, yeah, since he's so lived, he, I think moved he in.
0: finished so. it, but I think there was still some stuff he was maybe oh. doing, like, small things, maybe painting. That's or just a house. Like, that.
1: like, yeah, you always oh. <laughs> have stuff to do, so... Um... <laughs> that guy. But yeah, it's, uh... Podcast is going a lot of fun. We're doing, like, a Salty 64 tournament right now, and Ooh. we've had a lot of fun with it, so a lot of people talking about how many cards they hate, like, I'm... I am surprised at how many people hate Hull breacher and how new of a card it is. Oh, but, of course. Yeah, it, of course. But people love playing it and that's why people hate seeing it. That's, that's just what I'm <laughs> learning. Cause I'm still in a, a hovel. Yeah. Like I'm still at home all the time. So I, I don't see anybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually played a game recently where I was about to go infinite with, um, animar and, uh, Ah, uh, going back to hand, untapping right the on, yeah. And I had uh, Soul of the Harvest out, so I was going to get to draw a card every time I did that. So I was like, okay, I could eventually get to how I could finish the game. <laughs> Mother, whole breach of me, what a dick. So, did they win on the spot? recent experience. Did they win no, on? I sp- stopped.
1: You just stopped, and
0: nope. Yeah, I stopped. Uh, well, also, I think Soul of the Harvest is a may effect. You don't have to draw the card. Mm-hmm. So I could have, in theory, just kept going and blinking, but then it wouldn't have done anything. Uh, But the hilarious thing is two turns before that, uh, I had mass artifact enchantment board wiped, and Larry, you know exactly what I got rid of. Alter of the Brood. I could have won by milling everyone out. You could have. It would have been glorious. You could have.
1: (laughs) I... Well, go ahead. I was actually going in this deck before we ever even talked about like having me on talking about Essex here, yeah. I was going to ask you if yeah. I should be putting Alter of the Brood in this deck.
0: Ooh.
1: I, I don't know so, if you end up doing uh, it. I
0: don't want to spoil but, anything. Okay. I didn't I didn't end up adding it uh, because it's over $5, I believe, and I, that's <laughs> the slot I was really hurting for. Uh, but no, the biggest reason I don't think Alter of the Brood is a great fit for Essex is because Essex basically just transforms the tokens that were coming in as copies of other non-token yeah. creatures yep. or just other creatures. And so like, if you don't have that perfect synergy, where I'm sure there's a card we're going to talk about where it makes a bunch of plants, like, unless you have that <laughs> and you're able to transform it to where you're making like 90 in a turn, yeah. Alter of the Brood in this deck, I think, is just a standard Alter of the Brood. Like, You're going to get your triggers here and there. So I think if you want the drips and drabs and you want a little bit of... You know, mill just to keep people on their toes. I think it's good. Uh, But I I think if Essex had a doubling season effect on her, then it's like, oh, slam dunk. Every time you're making tokens, it's double the amount of tokens? Yeah. Oh, that's great.
1: Because when those two things happen, when there's like parallel lives and whatever we're going to talk about, like making 50 tokens, and you're just like, holy crap. Yeah. This is awesome.
0: (laughs) So. Uh, Well, why don't you give a quick plug where people could find your video, your mm. audio, your patron, all that kind of cool stuff.
1: Um, so we, I'm from the commander Smiths and you can find us just type in commander Smiths on Google, YouTube, um, and, or any of your podcast locations or I have a question. Yes. Yes.
0: If they type into the Google search engine, I believe that's what it's officially called. If they just say, don't worry, we're cousins, will you still come up?
1: I I have not done that. And so I, w- I can uh, neither confirm or deny. But I guarantee you, we have said that the most out of anybody in history at this point. So because we
0: but a uh, full disclaimer, n- neither of our channels are responsible. If you type in don't worry, we're cousins and some <laughs> really weird crap shows up. <laughs>
1: that that's more likely what's going to happen I would, I would i would uh i hope we don't start like a two girls one cup trend doing the scene whatever oh, that is
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I, that video still haunts me to this day
1: yeah and uh i you know then i would fully put it on besh for bringing up the saying for us years ago and he's probably listened to this too i don't i don't know yeah, but, yeah, he, uh, it's a good saying. We're cousins. Me and my cousin Adam do a podcast. We've been doing it for three years now, so we're not going anywhere. And, uh, you can email us. That's that's probably the easiest way, because we don't really know how to work Twitter anymore, either. We're just so old. I don't know. It's hard. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I'm just... What do you mean? You, you hit make a
0: new tweet, and then you type something, and you hit tweet.
1: I feel like it's broken. I just...
0: <laughs> I don't... I mean, I think it's broken because so many people complain about so much on there. <laughs> that it's just like, ugh, I don't even want to look at this.
1: That's Jesus. that's true. It, toxic Twitter is a thing, especially in Magic, and I'm sure in a lot of places. So it's fun.
0: Yeah, you got to watch out for that TT. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, if you want to know uh, some ways that you can actually support our sponsor, Level 1 Game Shop, and the CMD entire team with all the content we put out, should to our sponsor level1gameshop.com. They sell tabletop games, sleeves, packs of cards. Uh the exciting thing is that they are gearing up to do live events again. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to work it out to where a CMD Tower takeover will be one of the first ones and we're actually thinking of doing this very cool chaos draft where everyone gets random packs. You'll get CMD Tower sleeves to sleeve them in, you'll get a playmat to play on. Um, and then we'll have price support at the end. So be tuned. It's going to be a limited event. You're probably going to have to buy tickets in advance to be able to get in. Uh, but it should be a great time to actually see people. Um, and that very much relates to the news that came out uh, earlier. Uh, talking about things that we're excited to get back to now that yep. kind of pandemic somewhat over. But if you would like to actually directly help us out financially, you can head over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash tower. Uh, We do have four different tiers for literally a dollar a month. You get entered into so much deck therapy. Uh, You get put into the random voice drawings for when we don't have guests on picking what voices Big Tuck and I do uh, as we're reading flavor text. Uh, You get access into the Discord. You get additional entries into the monthly giveaway. Uh, You know, no offense to the Commander Smiths because I love them, but (laughs) I am a big proponent of, I feel like our patron rewards, we offer way more than anyone else ever does. So your dollar does go very, very far. Uh, but the most exciting new thing, and Lowry, I don't know if you've heard this. Any of our five, fifteen, or twenty-five dollar patrons, every three months, we're going to send you exclusive patron RK post tokens. Ooh. So it'll be random. Uh, they could be colored, mono, part color, the mini ones. Uh, we'll make sure that you get a good spread from the three months. Uh, and the reason it's every three months, guys, is RK Post is a little slow at uh, shipping out his rewards. So it takes a hot minute. Uh, but that is one of the new ones. As long as you're a part of the 5, 15, or 25, you can go onto our Patreon and actually see how many that you get.
1: That's, that sounds like course, a sweet deal.
0: Oh, man. And let me tell you, some of the tokens are sweet. Mm. Uh, for example, not to spoil too much, the Zombie 2-2 token is Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. My favorite Christmas right. movie.
1: It's it's a great yes, it Christmas. A Christmas movie. Yeah, absolutely. Me and my wife just watched it at Christmas this year. Was...
0: You know what? But people like to tell me it's a Halloween movie, and I say, you go to Halloween land, and he'll teach you something. <laughs> uh and of course if you're an existing patreon um, and you recommend someone to join our channel uh have them let us know have them message us uh, because we do have that referral program so depending on what tier we'll do anything from sign any card you want even if it's a damn gold bordered one uh, all the way to where we'll give you some free stuff if you can't do a monthly commitment but you still want to get some of our stuff just head over to our store cmdtower.com slash merch uh, the running gag is please get it out of my basement and gag <laughs> moving on. Uh, and of course the best way is just share the content you're watching and listening to because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And of course redacted bit music provided an episode. Uh, and we want to give a humongous shout out to our two producers, audio and video, that should be their new names. I am now writing that into law. Uh, our audio producer is Squee McGee. Uh, you can hit him up on Twitter at Dear Squee. His preferred method of contact, unfortunately, is Dear Squee at cmdtower.com. I don't know. He likes email. But apparently, the Commander Smiths do too. Yeah. Everyone's just old.
1: It's a, <laughs> it's a great way to contact people. I don't. I I would send people letters if I could still, but they don't do that. They don't allow that anymore as far as I understand.
0: Well, yeah, because you need their address and that just makes you a stalker. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Need a PO box for that.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then of course our amazing video editor, YouTube editor and artist uh, at underscore underscore T coats on Twitter as well. Uh, Definitely go hit up Tyler. He's doing work across multiple different content creators uh, he's definitely aspiring to have video editing be uh, his full-time job. So reach out to him because uh, the more he improves, the better our channel looks and the better everyone looks. Woo! So Brews and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path of 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH could bring us. Each month will be a new theme, and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. Those are great.
2: The grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts using a 60-40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow and stabilize and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. How does your board interact with the rest of the board? We call that hops. Hops also give the beer its batted bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They go in a variety strange and using things like Centennial, Chinook, Columbus, and Nuggets We'll help to sing with subcategories like this Imperial IPA. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it at once. How does your deck actually close out or win games? We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content in the carbonation without the yeast to be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game.
0: And then we have shenanigans. This could be Ultra of the Brood's pet cards, synergies that are in the deck that are just kind of fun, which I think Alter of the Brood has a place in that slot. We mm. call that Spice.
2: Not every beer has them, but Spices and other addi- additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns the stout into jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA like this Imperial IPA in retrograde from Divine Barrel, where I made out with for an hour in their parking lot at 10 o'clock at night on a Monday. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to cap it off, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be Lowry and Eyes
0: cuts and adds to the deck that are going to be under $5, under $50, and a no-budget recommendation. The only restriction is we can't talk about mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. We're still continuing this token theme, but I have to start off. I don't think I've ever had a Blooming Onion. So the fact that we're talking about Essex, the Blooming Onion, I'm popping that cherry tonight... Obviously, we're talking about Essex Fractal Bloom. This is Commander Smith's Lowry's uh, pick for his token deck. So what we'll do is I'm going to read over what Essex does. And then, Lowry, why don't you give us a 10,000-foot overview of why you decided to build Essex in the first place? What really appealed it to you? Because I'll be honest, when I saw it get previewed and even as I got my pre-con, I was like, oh, it's just Simic. It's just doing Simic things. And it didn't seem like a, like how the <clears> new <throat> Boros one with the tapped artifacts, dealing damage and like putting stuff to the graveyard, like that seemed fresh and different. So Essex Fractal Bloom, four colorless Simic, that's a green and a blue, legendary creature Fractal, cause we needed more creature types, uh, <laughs> it's a mythic, the four four, it has flying and it has a paragraph of text. The first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, You may instead choose a creature other than X's Fractal Bloom and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature.
1: Okay, so first off, I want to say that I'm always so impressed with your opener and how well (laughs) you're able to get through that within like five minutes. So (laughs) just to go on tangents, and obviously I go on tangents a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, I'll throw this out there uh, if the Commander Smiths ever need me to stand in. And I'm trying to think of that announcer guy. Yeah. Uh, just, or like the movie theater preview dude. And it's like, uh, Mr. Combo, we just want you to come in, read this script, get it in a, a three-minute time slot, and then you just reuse it every single
1: week. We can. I'll talk to my people, and they'll try and get a hold of you here sometime. Because we we just ramble. And we tell funny stories, but... If you don't like rambling and openers like, like what, you know, what you just did was amazing. So I I just want to compliment you on that, but you can skip 15 minutes ahead if you want to check us out and then you'll get to the content. That's all I'm saying. Fair warning. (laughs) Fair warning. Um, okay. So a couple of things that I want to point out about Essex is because when I was starting to build this card, I was thinking it was every turn, which it is not. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of like little intricate things here. So it's the, sure. it's only the first time on your turn. Yep. And this can actually affect any token that you're creating. So if you're like uh, Correct. So we'll get into that a little bit cuz that's on my list to talk about, but I'm just pointing it out right now. And then there's also the point of um it doesn't have to be one of your creatures that you're copying. It can be any co- like yeah, creature what on I the think board. That
0: makes this cool. Yes.
1: So
3: it's mm-hmm.
0: there's
1: a lot of like you gotta really like read that paragraph of ta- text and understand it because when I was first building it, I was like, I want flash, I want tokens, and then I can like do it every turn and make cool things happen. And that's just not the case, but cool stuff still definitely happens in here. And so this deck is just trying to make a ton of tokens and is trying to control the board with removal cards similar to um uh scout or not what's the ooze? Who's everybody knows that one, um,
0: but it, it allows you to, Oh, you're talking about that new one. Yeah.
1: Um, so not, not that it's uh, doesn't matter, but I try and do enough creature removal. You want to make sure that you're focusing on your permanent creatures and ETB effects are pretty important here because you can have those tokens come in yes. as ETB effect creatures. Um, so you want to control as much as you want in your deck when you're building with Essex but also understand that you can choose other people's. Like if somebody goes, you know, blightsteel colossus and you're like, Oh, well I'm going to make like four, eight blightsteel colossuses. You know what I mean? So you, you can do that pretty good. And yeah, I've, I've heard that's good. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, so it's a, it's, it's been a fun deck to build and it felt a little straightforward. And so, but it, it, I hopefully put a little bit of a, a, a neat little twist on it with with blanking and stuff like that. So um, that that's the general overview there. OK, so I saw some
0: interesting cards left out, and I, I know that you in your community do a similar proxy rule to what our community does, like mm-hmm. try to have a copy of the card and then you can have as many as you want. Uh, I don't know how you did this, but apparently you already have Yavimara uh, Cradle of (laughs) Groove, a brand new card that just came out. Uh, We'll just leave that as another mystery. But um, I didn't see Conjurer's Closet. Was that intentional or was that an oversight?
1: It's a... I didn't... I'm still messing around with how much blink I want in there. And so I really like Thassa, Deep Dweller. You know, uh, same Mm -hmm. thing. And so... I feel like it's harder to remove. Yeah. Yep. And and so it just kind of feels like you don't want too much blink. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I'm liking um, the situational blink more than the triggered blink at a time. So like instances that like allow Mm -hmm. you to block with a wood elf and then blink it for for that effect and not lose it so that it lasts longer so that you can be making copies of it. And so, um, both are good, but it's something I'm definitely like playing around with and trying to figure out what the right mixture is.
0: You know, a direction, I don't know how you do it in these colors, um, but I look at this deck as a very sorcery speed, my turn deck. Mm -hmm. Considering your commander literally only functions on your turn, it does nothing on anyone else's. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if someone else does a... I don't know, a uh, mass graveyard recursion, everything's to the battlefield. If they do it on their turn, Essex is just like, oh, hi, guys. Wish you were on my turn. Can't really do anything with you. Yep. So it might be kind of cool to figure out a way in these colors, if possible, to make your opponents almost have to play at, like, make everyone play at sorcery speed. I know those are your white type of effects, but yeah, something I can see that would be like,
1: there's, there's definitely, so there's City of Solitude, there's Dosen the Falling Leaf. Um,
0: oh, Dosin. there we go. And
1: then you can definitely do, like, Defense Grid. Um, and so those are three that definitely just, like, pop into my head right there. Yeah. Um, and I don't Let's disagree see, I think with like you. That
0: type of stuff, yeah, I think that type of stuff would really, it, it, it almost, and this sounds weird, it almost makes your deck look less threatening which you and I know, and it's actually just helping your deck. Mm -hmm. Having people play more at that sorcery speed, it's very similar to how in my Brutoclad All-Permanents deck I don't, I only have one thing that I can cycle, and everyone knows it, and they're like, oh, well I'm not really worried about Mr. Combo, he can only do stuff at sorcery speed, let me let him do his thing, and it's like, yes yes, leave (laughs) me alone and I feel like this deck could maybe kind of find its path with that
1: yeah, I, I think that's an interesting take on it, and and so generally, what I do when it comes to a sorcery speed style deck is I just make sure that I'm, I'm looking to make sure that I can survive everybody else's turn, and so that's kind of mm-hmm. where my heroic interventions come into play as best I can. Sure. Um, and I, and I know since I, when I've been on here, I've said this, but I tend to be like just the the target in my my group. Sure. And so, like, I I, I almost end up, like, leaning that way. So, I might be almost too protective or almost want to do yeah. it more. And so, because, like, somebody's like, well, I want to use this removal right now because next turn I'm going to use all my mana. And so, they're like, Lowry, what's your best card? You know, like, son of a... Sure. All right, it's... <laughs> Wood Elves. But- Basic planes. <laughs> yeah. So, that's that's more of what I did was... Um, making sure that I can survive to the next turn, trying to protect Essex, and hopefully my friends don't realize how cool it is. And Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I know how cool it is, because I was actually on Mr. Bever's Twitch stream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it was down to me and the Essex player. Uh, I was able to knock out someone. They were able to knock out someone. I was a very low life total. I can't remember what deck. I. Oh, I was playing my Go deck. And I ended up playing the Lightning Rager Enchantment, mm-hmm. you know, where they get the 5-1, but it can't attack me. And I was like, I'll play this because I'll get the 5-1. They won't get shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out, boys and girls, they make their 5-1 uh, Lightning Rager, but then Essex allows them to turn it into anything they want, which they turn <laughs> it into the best creature on the board and killed me. So, oh, no. Uh, oversight by Mr. Combo. Uh, but when we look at your deck statistics, uh, we're at a three two seven CMC. You and Adam and your community, you guys are so much better than than Tuck and I are when it comes to a CMC aspect. Oh yeah, I feel like Squee does pretty good just because he plays like low to the ground commanders. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, usually we're always at that three five to three eight color distribution. I don't know if you did this on purpose, but it's almost perfect. I'm at a green mana to blue mana. I mean,
1: not not specifically on purpose. I just knew like originally. When I was building this, I wanted a lot of forests and I didn't okay. have a lot of blue. But then you have a Maya Cradle of Growth came out in Modern Horizons two and I just kinda slotted yeah. that in for a forest. And so but also the big thing is the um the sorcery that makes a ton of Yeah. Snakes. That that was more like I want a lot of forests in like there for snakes.
0: that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh cost of the deck. Uh this is Quite the budget deck i mean i think you can acquire it for uh like thousands of dollars uh maybe see, my my it, the number is so big it will not show up on tapped out that that's how huge the number <laughs> is, is an expensive
1: deck i got i got a few expensive ones uh, I, in here i
0: think i think it's i think it's like three
1: grand mm, that's got to be that cradle and tropical island i have in here you can take those you, uh, guys don't don't take <laughs> out the cradle get, get cradle for a grand <laughs> get
0: get the cradle so here's a here's the thing i want to point out you're a scumbag You got <laughs> off-color fetches and a two-color deck Yeah, like what the hell
1: okay so that's that's more of where like i'm comfortable with where my mana base goes i like a certain amount of fetches and shuffle effects in my decks and so i mm-hmm. like three real fetches and then i always play prismatic vista fabled passage um and then ash barons and so like i get those six and and two color decks i play myriad landscape and so I, I just like roughly that amount of shuffle effects in my deck and land thinning, even though it's like so minimal in commander. I, I just like sure. I like shuffling and um, because I have large hands, so I get to like stare people sure. down and I'm like, I can do this without even looking and I intimidate everybody. That's what I'm going for generally.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Uh, that was a well, that was a big dick joke. That's... Sorry. That's
0: <laughs> large penis game. <engaged. laughs> um, all right. Well, I think those are all the details about the deck. I say we dive into this, and this will be exciting because okay. this is the first time we've had a guest on where we don't give them the uh, reduced number of cards to talk about because there's only two of us. Yes. So uh, Lowry, why don't you start with your very first grain card?
1: Okay. So. I mean, how now? So, since Big Tuck isn't here, I can talk about good cards, right, without him groaning and moaning. Is that okay?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I will fully support
1: Because <laughs> last time I talked about Shadow Sphere, and he gave me a problem. As a <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to talk about Earthcraft for a second. Yeah, ha- we do. Have we talked about that oh, on that here at all?
0: Great. God. We have not.
1: I i feel bad i so i on on our channel we do specking and talking about finance and stuff like that and earthcraft was one of those two hundred dollars yes so that's part of this part of the the thing Uh, you know and part of this is making sure that you buy cards at an appropriate price i bought mine at (laughs) like 40 to 60 dollars range yeah um and so I can't tell you to go and get this, but this is a fantastic card. Absolutely fantastic card. And what you're able to do it's green colorless enchantment, you tap a creature which doesn't matter if it has summoning sickness or not, and you get to untap a basic land you control. And in this deck, where you're creating a ton of tokens, and just let's just go with like Mere Battlesphere. And in this deck, yeah. um, you can make, Mere Battlesphere comes into play, makes four tokens, and then with Essex out, you get to make 16 more tokens. And that with Earthcraft and play, you just spent 7 mana to create some 9 20 21 20, 22 mana with Earthcraft and play. And that is such a powerful card when it comes to what's what's going on in a token yeah. deck. Um and the now, other thing is it goes infinite with, with it- some like Squirrel mast, but I don't go. Oh, yeah. in, I don't go infinite, yeah. so I, I avoid that.
0: No, I, I, I bet you probably go infinite. And you don't even realize it, or you don't want to admit it on public stream. <laughs> I hope not. You. if uh.
1: did I go infinite? <laughs> did you catch me?
0: Uh, I think we've only played like once. Okay, no, not in the deck. I didn't see it. Uh, I was actually over here searching because I used to own an Earthcraft and I got rid of it. Mm. And oh, I should probably change to all time. Just seeing what good old TCG player says. Oh, nope, I guess it never did. But yeah, Earthcraft's good. a great card. The one quote unquote drawback of it, guys, is that you have to, and then it's untapped the target basic. Yeah, it is so basic. It's like you can activate it and then someone could try to respond to it. And it's like, well, I want to try to do it again. And you can kind of get in this weird thing of, well, I activated it. They're about to disenchant it. Well, I guess I have to use it all right now. Um, hmm. and it's only with that basic, so then you got to figure out a way, like, well, now i got to float all the <laughs> mana, or I'm not going to get anything. That would be annoying. So that's, like, yeah. the one thing to... Cu- yeah, that's the one thing to be careful of. If your playgroup plays a lot of enchantment removal... Got you, you stupid bug. Guys, I've been <laughs> trying to kill this bug flying around my head for the last like, 10 minutes. You have. Finally yep. killed it. Yes. I'm a murderer. Um, Congrats. There it is again. Shit. And so that would be the one thing. If you play a heavy enchantment removal group, which would be very rare to see... Just kind of keep in mind, you need to have enough basics to make it worth your while, Mm -hmm. and you just need to be prepared that well, this is a powerful card. I need a way on the spot to be able to take advantage of it because you don't want to just have it and you got three mana out of it because it's like, well, you netted one, you probably could have played a Kadama's Reach and ended out on top.
1: Or yeah, Uh, and you uh, just want to sit on the right situation. It's
0: powerful. Yeah,
1: it is. It can be. Mm -hmm. You just want to sit on a little bit, like you're saying. Like make sure you're not just throwing it out there. There's removal is the same thing as counter spells you can bait removal out and same thing that you can bait counter spells out and so when when you have those really powerful cards make sure that you're you're make sure that you're not just playing it into removal unless you have the ability to to really abuse it at that point
0: or you take the deck and the uh, Direction Master Combo recommended where everyone plays at sorcery speed and it yes. doesn't matter. That, All right. I <laughs>
1: well, see you're selling me for the my, end here.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, my second card, though, is a human wizard. I'm not doing the bit. Um, but it's another one of these cards that provides a ton of value, especially when you get your Essex to kind of pop off. Mm-hmm. So I thought Seagate Oracle. Yeah. Very powerful card for this deck, for not a lot of money. Yep, for sure. So two colorless blue, creature, human, wizard, it's an, a common, it's a 1-3, and when it enters the battlefield, look at the top two of your library, put one into hand, other on bottom. So just like we kind of talked about with his Mirror Battlesphere example, with Essex, you're creating eight, nine tokens, and it's like, man, I need some card draw. Well, how about you all turn into Seagate Oracles, and... Each separate action, I'm going to look at two, one bottom, one to hand. And so mm-hmm. essentially you get to, look in that example, like 18 cards potentially. So I think this card is good enough for three to have it in the deck, even if you don't get your Essex, because I could see something where the list of cards, you do have situational based cards. Um, yeah. And... You'll need to and especially with the Essex whole thing of you have to do it on your turn uh, and only once you really want to make sure you're picking the right thing to do it with. So I could see I could it would be a fringe thing for me at three and doing nothing else. But if you can't get the Essex thing to work, then it's just amazing. Yeah.
1: And, and the big thing that's I've really liked about Oracle here is that he's able to block because he's a one three, right? Seagate yep. Oracle, yeah. So he's a one three, mm-hmm. and and that's, and that's really kind of good because you're not really looking to make tokens until Essex comes out. So you don't really have an army, and you're looking to make sure you don't get run over early game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where like, I I really like Coiling Oracle as a card. Similar thing that's going on can put a land into play, put a card in your hand, whatever. Um, but this is being able to block is going to be something that's going to save me personally. And again, like I'm saying, yep I, I need to build decks that allow me to survive to the mid to late game of a of a game. Um and so because I'm I also get the random attacks within my playing group. It's like, ah, oh, I got I got two uh damage that I can go through. And if I don't have anything that's going to be able to survive like a 2-2 flyer and I let it through, it feels like I'm starting the game yeah. at 30, everybody else is at 40, and you're just at that big disadvantage. But when you have those like big butt early game cards, they help you survive t- to that mid to late game where this game or where this deck can really shine.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm sensing a little PTSD. It seems like your playgroup, <laughs> you might be an abusive playgroup situation. I just want you to know that there are numbers that you can call and uh, talk to someone about <laughs> your EDH trauma.
1: You know, it's I haven't. We 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 will have talked about this uh, in the news part, but I haven't even played with my play group in a year. Have not. Oh so, my gosh! Um,
0: not even not even over. Oh, because you guys don't really do the virtual thing. Nah, we're not. It's uh, more uh, cockatrice. Yep.
1: Yeah, and and all of them other than Adam don't do cockatrice. So. <laughs> i miss them that's fine whatever i just it's, it's fine. fine
0: i don't <laughs> i've learned to move on and all right well uh go ahead mm-mm. uh lowry what is your second card
1: okay so i want to talk about risen reef and Ooh, all right so risen
0: reef I hate this card in arena
1: let's let's make sure i can find this um, so it is green, blue, colorless. Do I not see it? There it is. Green, blue, colorless, one one elemental. Whenever Risen Reef or another elemental enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top card. If it's a land, put it into play tapped. If not, put it into your hand. Um and this card is just a beater when it comes to like just card advantage. Um and I and I yes. mentioned coiling Oracle. Mm -hmm. before but this card is just so much better because i naturally mental um let's see here the let's master of waves creates elementals and when when you can make 16 elementals uh after like it just goes Mm. nuts you get so far ahead and and you can just go like
0: well the one thing the one thing though that you're missing on with that, and maybe you didn't miss it, you just didn't point it out. But like in your master of waves example, uh, spoilers for later, uh, if you have all of those tokens enters as copies of risen reefs, and they're all going to trigger each other, and then potentially you'll just draw your entire deck. Oh, um, well, that's actually I like, missed that. I missed that. Yeah, or and then you could do some like gross Fassa Oracle type crap. Um, so yeah, risen if, reef. If you're I, into I, I, that I, thing. I, yeah, I only know of it because I've seen that multiple Risen Reef trigger thing happen in Arena. Um, it would happen to mm-hmm. me all the time. And that, like, five-color, or the four-color Omnath deck. Um, and it absolutely yeah. sucked. Uh, it was garbage. But, very good <laughs> card, and I could see why you have it in here. Because, once again, if you just get the one, it's like, alright, whatever. I got I got a little bit of advantage. We'll just go with it. But if you even get one Essex off of it, and you make four mm-hmm. or five Risen Reefs, that's four or five triggers. Actually, no, sorry. You'll get. Let's just go with five. You get five off of the original. Then each of the others will end up doing four each. So that's four, eight, sixteen. You'll get twenty-one triggers off of four tokens entering as risen reefs.
1: That's pretty good. I, I, I mean, think that's all right. That's and that's <laughs> and that's a big thing about like Essex that I that drew me to it is being able to just do like ridiculous amount of triggers. And so you're just like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna have. Um I'm going to I'm going to create five tokens of risen reef or five tokens yep. of wood elves or and these are just like who cares about doing wood elves but when you when you figure out like you're so far ahead in mana then you're like okay now I can do a card I'll probably talk about later but agent of treachery I can do multiple mm-hmm. of those now because you have so much mana ahead and it it just like ramps up so fast it gets pretty crazy so yeah
0: well uh my last green card is uh i like what you did here because mm-hmm. gilded goose works yes. perfect with essex so yes. single green creature bird zero two it has flying when it etbs create a food token for colorless green tap create a food token you could tap the goose to sacrifice a food add one of any color so Lowry's getting cute on multiple levels here. One, yes. it's basically one mana, trigger Essex to make his food token into whatever he wants. I mean, that's yes. just, that's easy to see. But then, usually with Gilded Goose, the value is over from a commander standpoint. You have better things to invest the colorless green tap, create a food token. But if it's colorless green tap, I'll make a Blightsteel Colossus. Okay. Yeah. That seems great. And then the last effect is also good because if Lowry chooses, uh, okay, we did my Mere Battlesphere or the Master of Waves example, I'm going to have all of them enter as Gilded Gooses, which are all going to create food tokens. Now you have these food tokens that you can use as mana dorks on all of those guys. You know, you paid your whatever mana it cost for Master of, because you only get the token thing triggered once. So you're only going to get the one thing. So they're all just going to make the food. But for mana, maybe I just made 15 food, which is 15 mana. (laughs) that sets me pretty far ahead. So I think there's lots of cute things and layers to that card.
1: And, and what the reason why I added that in was I was finding myself like kind of dead sometimes. If I just didn't have that token maker, like I, I might play one, but then if I didn't draw a, like get a draw card, I was just like having a little mana sink would be nice to be able to make a token. Yep. It's early ramp. If you need it, it just does a whole ton of things that that seem to just kind of work um i'm not Mm going to say that it's the best card because like you're saying like you use it the one time for mana or you get that token activation from essex and then it just kind of can be done but it's i always like to find cards that allow you to do something if you're just drawing garbage like if you're Mm -hmm. just drawing land you're like Third time in a row that I drew a land, I don't have anything to do, and then you're like, well, I can make a token. Or, you yeah. know, so I always want to have a little a couple of cards that allow me to do that kind of thing. And that's that's why I love Sensei's Defining Top, stuff like that. It just kind of allows you to do something when your deck is failing, because it happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And
0: so I would argue that, in this deck, Gilded Goose may even be better than Birds of Paradise.
1: I was actually not on the show, but I was thinking about cutting Birds of Paradise. Don't, wow. Yeah. I, I, so I agree with you. I agree with you.
0: I think you're just trying to cut it because you want to sell your copies before the secret Layer one comes out and your price hangs. <laughs> so I, I see what you're no doing. No way.
2: Uh, no, actually. Right, well. So
1: I want to cut it for a Saturn Wayfinder eventually because that allows me to untap any land. And untapping Guy's Cradle sounds really awesome to me. That's what I've heard. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think it's a good card. I don't know. I mean, one of our patrons is trying to burn his. So what? It's what? it's freaking Spencer Rabbits. He got a gold bordered. I said I don't support it because he doesn't have an original. But he keeps doing these things. Like if you do this, I will send you a video of me burning <laughs> my copy or tearing it. Uh, I keep telling him please don't do it because I may get nauseous, even though it is a fake gold bordered. Yeah. Uh, Not sanctioned played copy.
1: So absolutely,
0: Lowry. Well, what's your last green card?
1: Um. Okay. So I'm going to go with an oldie but a goodie, Garrick Wildspeaker. That is an oldie. So card. oldie but a goodie, the first good planeswalker. If everybody remembers, I've been around that long. So, um, it's a planeswalker from Lorwyn, and it allows you to, um, generally what you want to do typically, is you can minus it to create a 3-3 beast, which creating tokens It's one of those things that yep. I was saying, like, sometimes you just don't have that mass mere battle sphere type card in your hand. Mm-hmm. And so just making having something that can consistently make you a token is kind of important. Two. Yep. I just talked about untapping lands, like Gaia's Cradle. This does this. That, that untaps two. So it'll kind of ramp you two on a turn. Um, and then also... At the 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 ultimate, it's fairly easy to get to, and it's plus three plus three, gives all your creatures plus three plus three and trample. It's an overrun, and yep. you're in a token deck. It's it's a finisher. So this card is a token maker, a ramp card, and a finisher all in one. Barely, you know, very cheap on. It's on curve. It does everything that I want to do in the deck and. Um, I've really, really liked it. And again, if I have the guy's cradle or rights of it, Lamac flipped, like the car just go nuts. So, yeah,
0: I, I completely agree. Um, I am the, of course I'm a planeswalker whore. Uh, I'll admit mm-hmm. it. Uh, everyone knows it, mm-hmm. but I love planeswalkers where the first plus and the second minus or the first minus, they are the same number because then there's never the well. I have to do this one so many times before I have to do this one. You can just literally every other turn, untap up to two lands, make a token, untap up to two lands, make a token, and he's always going to stay at that three to four loyalty. You never have to worry about him. Like, oh man, if I make a token, he'll actually go down to one loyalty, and then man, <laughs> am I going to be able to keep him alive? Uh, so yeah, I think it's a good card for this deck. I think there might be one that's a little bit better. But Are you going to cut it? Maybe we'll get You're to that cut later. It. We'll maybe see. we'll get to that later. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the grain section. Now we're going to head over to the hot profile and I'll start us off with a card to be honest, didn't know it existed. Uh, sometimes you're through this dense area and you can't really be seen or get out. So dense foliage is a very cute card for this deck. So Mm -hmm. two colorless green, it's an enchantment and just very simple. Uh, creatures can't be the target of spells, and that's it. Simple. I, I love it. That's uh, going to stop your paths and the swords coming your ways. It's going to stop those enchantress decks that seem to be popping up left and right from using auras on mm-hmm. their stuff. You can't use equipment anymore. I mean, this just basically says screw... Mm. Uh, let's just e- equipment six- can
1: be used because it's just spells.
0: That's correct. That's an effect. So, so yeah, right. and that's okay. an
1: effect. So this, it's so a weird, cause it's not quite yeah. shroud and it's not hex proof, but it's, yeah, it's just the spells that can't be targeting. And, and so it's, so but it's still
0: good. To, sure. But you'll be limited to enchantment, enchantment auras. You're going to be limited to, uh, any type of instant sorcery. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be it. Cause planeswalkers will be able to hit you. Creature abilities will be able to hit you. Yep. Yep, and equipments will still be able to be equipped. Okay. But I like it regardless, because I think the thing with your deck, even though we've kind of alluded how much mana you can make, I would see Essex getting removed a lot, Mm -hmm. once Mm -hmm. people see it. And eventually, she if you don't find a way to protect it, uh, it'll be 12, 14, 16 mana. And sure, that might be easy for you to produce, but then you're literally spending all of your mana to just get your commander out that doesn't even do anything on its own it needs other things that you need to be able to cast to do it so it becomes this weird like well do i advance my board state by just getting stuff out or do i invest everything into my commander and hopefully it lives a turn so dense foliage is a very cool card because it does protect your stuff but it also kind of hoses your opponents as well or protects them yeah depends how you like to politic
1: and and this is actually one of those cards that we should add into this like have people play on their turn type card. Uh, mm. Because what it does is it it stops people from interacting with your creatures for ever, but really your turn. Um, and and the other thing that I really like about this card is that I don't actually have a lot of um, spell interaction. It's that ETB that I'm looking for. And so I don't have to worry, like Agent of Treasury comes into play and steals a creature. Like, it's not... If it gave everything Shroud, I wouldn't be able to... Well, I might be able to... I don't know the wording on it, but being able to interact with other people's creatures... Like, I have this in a morph deck because it doesn't affect morph. Um, And and what it does is it also comes underneath, like, Essex, so it's going to protect a ton of my creatures um, because it's cheap. You know, only being three mana, I absolutely love this card um, because it fits in a ton of sorcery speed decks yeah um and, it's and only like you're saying
0: so like dollar investment <laughs> even if you got it and it didn't yeah. work it's like whatever i'll put it in the binder and i'm sure i'll find a home for it
1: i i suggest getting three i i i have it at least in three decks right now out of my 18 that i have currently um so i i think you're right i love this card i'm glad that you pointed it out
0: all right well uh larry why don't you give us your first hoppy card
1: So, I want to talk about Pongify just more for like ruling wise. Like, we we alluded to it at the beginning, but it's one of my instants. Pongify is a blue staple, right? It's not a standard, it's a staple,
0: right? I don't know, Uh, man. I only run it in like a deck, maybe.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, So, it's blue instant, uh, destroy target creature, and then they get to have a 3 3 ape. And. Um, what this does is it's a little bit it's this in rapid hybridization is the spot removal in the deck along with Beast Within. And the cool thing about this that I was talking about earlier is if you want a politic, you can be like, Hey, I'm going to get rid of your creature. That's a problem for me, but I'm willing to give you Do you need ramp? Do you need draw? Do you need uh, a cool creature? But try and give them utility versus like a a beater. You know, and just like try and talk them out of like hating you. And that token that is created can be anything as long as it's the first time during your turn. And so you can give somebody these like whatever creature they kind of want. But also like if you want to just like if you have a Wood Elves and you want an Essex in play and you want that Blightsteel Colossus, you're like, well, Wood Elves token turns into Blightsteel Colossus. So it, yeah, it has I actually think, flexibility.
0: But it doesn't because you can only do it during your turn. True. That is true. So I don't I don't that, disagree that, with you. That That's where I would think Pongify, Rapid, and Beast Within kind of fall a little short. And it's almost like, well, is there a sorcery version that maybe gets me more? I mean, for Pongify and Rapid, definitely not. Those are, like, very, very Cheap. hot and well-known. Yeah. yeah. But Beast Within being three mana, you might be able to find a three mana sorcery in green that does something kind of similar, potentially. Because usually instants are more expensive mana cost than sorceries for the mm-hmm. same effect. Um, so that's just a thought, considering... Essex doesn't work on other people's turns, but I can now yeah. kind of see some of the groundwork of when you thought you could do it on everyone's stuff, and then it's like, yeah, oh, that's true. No, I that's can't. true. So,
1: the the thing right. about Beast Within is just being able to hit everything. Permanent. And I know. and Adam has a guy's cradle that I traded to him when we were kids. So the I like to kill his guy's cradle that he stole from me. That's fine, right? <laughs> but he but he it's, didn't
0: steal it; you traded it. <laughs>
1: Stole it. You tricked me. (laughs) Tricked me. All
0: right. Well, my second hops card is a card that actually its mana cost is not something I fully support. But because of the way this is worded, I'm actually okay with it. It's a double X card, we're talking about pest infestation. Yeah. So XX green. So for the people that don't know, before I go any further, for X to equal one, you'd have to put in three mana. It's basically a colorless, colorless green. If you want to X equals 2, you got to put in 2, 2, green. That's just the way it works. So you can already see the reason I don't like it is usually you're putting in double the investment to get half the return. But I think this works in a very cool way.
2: Mm-hmm. Sorcery,
0: it's a rare for 250. Destroy up to X target artifacts and or enchantments. So boom, we're hitting troublesome removal. We're at sorcery speed, which we want to do during our yep. turn anyways. Create twice X... 1, 1, black, green pest creatures. When this creature dies, you gain one life. So that's where I think it makes up yeah. for it. Because then literally for whatever you put X into, you're getting all of those tokens. You're just only mm-hmm. destroying half the artifacts and enchantments. And in Essex, and with all the mana, I could see maybe putting in 10. So you're getting 5 for X. Yeah. But then you're getting... So basically... You paid eleven, destroyed five artifacts or enchantments, and created ten whatever tokens you want. They're going to enter with Essex to be anything you need.
1: Yeah, no the the card has been better than I anticipated, and I think I'm going to be trying it in more decks. Um, and because so I was looking at it a little bit like Reclamation Sage. for 3, comes into play, destroy artifact or enchantment. This is green, two colorless, destroy artifact or enchantment, and put a 1-1 pest into play that gains you life if it dies. So, on par with Reclamation Sage, which is used in 20,000 decks? Like, it's used a ton. You get two of them. Two tokens, yeah, yeah. So you get two tokens, destroy one thing, and that seems like on par with that but it has the ability to go up. So it has yeah. like a much bigger upside potentially. Like if you're an elves or if you're in a reanimator or a blink deck, like Rexage ends up being Better. maybe more flexible because it's a creature. Yeah. Um but it's it feels fairly on par with that cuz being able to destroy two things and then put in four tokens for five mana yeah feels good so far like Mm -hmm. and so like it's again it just came out in the commander sets playing around with it seeing what works and what doesn't it probably doesn't fit in every deck but like there's plenty of green token decks that would like this
0: right yeah and uh it it does one of my favorite mechanics which is producing off color tokens in the color <laughs> so because commander we get so stringent on color identity i like i love the fact that i run slinging lieutenant in my yarok deck yet it makes red goblins like that just <laughs> gets my rocks off so the fact that you get some golgari pests in a simic deck is fantastic
1: i'm glad i could help or like make you feel good <laughs> i mean <laughs> well what
0: is your second hops guard
1: Um, I want to talk about a card that I'm thinking about cutting, but I really like it. So it's Venser, Shaper, Savant. Oh, Uh, I can't cut that. I, I know. Okay. So it's two blue, two colorless. It has flash two, two comes into play and you can return a permanent or a spell to a player's hand and permanent means lands Anything on the battlefield and any spell that's being cast, super flexible, right? Yep. Um, as a just a general card, the problem which you might solve um, is a legend. Yes. So, so I can copy it with the token ETBs, bounce a ton of stuff that are and lose all your tokens, and then lose all my tokens. So that's that's where I'm like ah. And so, and again, and if you want to go budget wise, you can replace it with like Mana War, which bounces creatures back to a hand, and it's just three mana. Um, But that—that's what I'm thinking. I'm just kind of going like, do I want that versus Venser? Venser's so flexible, and um, it's again, and and you know that it's a sorcery speed deck. Hopefully, other people are looking at it and kind of going like. This is one of those instance beat cards that can affect the board. Um gets around dense foliage, gets around a lot of things It can stop that cyclonic rift that's going to kill you, that board wipe, you know. Mm-hmm. And you need those cards in here that save your ass. And this is just one of those,
0: right? So that's why I think you can leave it in because I actually added Vincer to my god deck exploring the multiverse mm-hmm. purely because I needed Some way, if I needed to, with SysA, search the deck, find Venser, I can counter a board wipe or do something. And so, actually, I think you look at it like that. Like, for me, the floor and the ceiling is just its effect. But that Mm -hmm. was enough. So, if we take my logic over to this deck, well, now your floor (laughs) just becomes its effect, which people run this card literally to get it once. Yeah. But then your ceiling... It's potentially doing it for 20. And just getting rid of
1: 20
0: permanents or whatever. You'll you'll never use. Yeah, you'll never use the Essex effect for the spell, uh, unless someone's like doing a storm deck or something, which Uh at that point you're probably screwed because storm's on their turn. Uh but I think (laughs) just it's floor. Unless you're planning on putting in like a mana drain or a counter spell or something like that, I think this is like the best thing you could do because it is flash but you can still play it on your turn and still get effects uh, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to target it like that's your choice
1: that's true that's true and so like maybe I should look at the card a little bit differently rather than like a target to change into tokens look at it as a protection slash removal spell that could be Yes. like, turned into tokens, but that's not my aim.
0: And, to add a little cherry on top, you already talked about how with Pongify, Rapid, and Beast Within, doing it on your turn, you make them a token, it's like, hey, I don't like this, but I'm gonna help you out. Venser's <laughs> a target. You could say, hey, I don't like what you have going on, how about I get, I'm gonna get rid of it, but I'll give you a Vincer so you can bounce anything else you want on the table that's not my board. How does that sound? So then you. I I like that politics politics. piece to it. So yeah. Yeah. I I think there's lots of layers to it. It's just I I think the challenge for me, and you initially had it. It looks like, and I think a lot of people with Essex is every creature you put in. It's how do I use this with Essex? How do I make this work together? And I think that's a cool thing with a top down commander. But sometimes you just need a generic good card. So.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense because that's exactly what I was thinking. Does this work with Essex? And then just yep. went down the line of creatures and just going, does this work? And uh, it's it's the only card that I feel like just doesn't work, yeah. but it can like it's that it's that gray area bit. So thank you for that perspective. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, yeah. my
0: last hops card is uh, alphabetically right after the Venser. Uh, it's a Ooh. mechanic that make people argue left and right about because it's like wait <laughs> how does this work how do we do it um, but I, I do really like it I will say I still like it for some reason when I was doing my notes earlier I thought this was an enchantment I was like holy mm. shit I could do this whatever I want this is broken uh, so rap and vigor mm. I think is a very very cool thing so colorless green instant regenerate each creature you control I mean One could argue that uh, Heroic Intervention is better, but... (laughs) It's already kind of in the dark. uh, And so this is really Green's secondary option because I can't think of another thing that Green would do instant speed to just completely say nope uh, to the board. So we've talked about it, the whole... You know, create a bunch of tokens. We've talked about the ceiling quite a bit, and we've talked about the floor to where maybe you can't create the tokens. So I see this as a card that... You've invested the time, and I would be the player that Lowry, if we we're playing against each other, it's like, okay, I know what he's trying to do. I'm going to let him build it up. I'm going to let him build it up. And right after he's used all his resources, and he's like, okay, my next <laughs> turn, I'm going to blow that effing thing to the ground. And you need something yeah. to say yeah, like, and no, outside
1: of so counter spell. You've brought up counter spells a couple times, so I want to address that. I am not a counter spell player, even though like Rap and Vigor would technically be a counterspell, right like they're going i want to destroy your stuff and you're like no that's not happening and i just have um further back ptsd about counterspells and like a patron wizard deck 60 card casual with family and um okay. it just was awful to play against and so i try and avoid counter spells at all cost when it comes to only i only build a couple of really competitive decks and those will have counter spells like force of will pact of negation stuff like that but this this if i start getting picked on enough i'll add in counter spells if that makes sense but if people let me play and and do my thing i'll I'll keep cards like this in that just protect my board and this is kind of what i was talking about earlier too right it was like I understand that I'm sorcery speed, but I want to make sure that I survive until my next turn, because you only get that one trigger per turn to change in, and really, you can change the the way the game is going, and become the arch enemy really quick, but then, also, when you become the arch enemy, you want to be like, okay, I still want to protect my stuff. And so...
0: So, but, so I think I think this is a good point, Lowry, for us to take uh, 30 seconds to mm-hmm. just describe regenerate and some of the downsides of it. So the initial downside is that there are board wipes that say creatures can't be regenerated. That's just flat out says it. I mean, hell, even... Yeah. Uh, Wrath Kongo of God,
1: damnation, that damn.
0: Go, um, yep. That that happens... Yes, it does. Well, Wrath of God, yeah, it, just says, it, it uh, just says to destroy all creatures.
1: It what? says that would the be Day of, of Judgment says destroy all creatures. that states that. So Wrath of God says... Destroy all creatures, they cannot be regenerated. Oh. Uh Damnation is just a time shifted version of that. And then Damn is the new card and uh Modern Arians is 2 here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad swearing. I love
0: damn. I love damn. Because of
1: that card. But I love damn. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Nah. Uh, so that's the first thing. But then the other thing, the way that regeneration works, and obviously Lowry's more into the no on this than I so he'll be able to correct me if I'm wrong but I believe Hmm. you just remove all damage from the creature and you tap it
1: yeah that that sounds about right it is so yes it's you can do this if your creature just one creature is being targeted and you just turn all of your creatures regenerate so it's like a shield and then if it is targeted and it's going to die then you remove whatever death effect is happening tap it and that's kind of my generalization of it.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, Lowry, take us home. What's your last hops card?
1: Um, something similar. So uh, I'm going to go with a card that I... It's probably a pet card, so could have been spice, spice, but it fits in. Uh, Lazotep Plating. Um, yep,
0: I already knew it. As soon as you said, like, ah, it kind of fits in here, I was like, I knew exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Colorless I, almost, blue. I almost cut it, but I was like, uh, I think this is probably a pet card of his."
1: Yeah, I like it. I just did a curated video on it, um, but uh, it amasses one, so it creates a token, which is an army token from War of the Spark, uh, and then it gives permanence you control and yourself hexproof. So it's like half of heroic intervention, but creates yep. a token. Um, and this is still nice. Simic Charm might be nice in here too, um, but like just being able to—it's a counter spell without being a counter spell that creates a token, right? And so it might end up on yeah. your turn, which allows you to create whatever token that you want. But it's—it's it's more like yeah, I'm—I'm I'm fitting it in there and sue me.
0: Well, and I think a cool thing about it is. Like, obviously, you have it in here for the secondary effect. I think the token's almost like an afterthought. Like, well, that's nice, but I I really want the hexproof. But you've already talked about how sometimes you can just draw lands. I could see this being a very late-game card. It's like, you know what? Mm. I think if I just make everything into a whatever-whatever, I think I win the game. Or if I could just get a copy of Crater Hoof that someone has, I could win the game. And so you might just cast it Mm. for two, just... All right, everything I have has hexproof, but really, I'm wanting this to be a copy of whatever Brutaclad. something like that, to really just yeah.
1: No, that, that's a really good point too. I didn't, I didn't even Brutaclad. think about that. So I, I could excited. even you know hold on to this until late game and just looking for that last token. Totally agree. I'm I'm glad that you looked at this deck. Mm-hmm. So,
0: <laughs> all right, now we're gonna have to the yeast and how the game wins eventually. This deck. So, Lowry, what is your first yeasty boy?
1: Um, So I'm going to talk about a card that I've already brought up that we know that's in the deck. It's Agent of Treachery. Um, And this is a card that I don't... I have such a boner for this card. (laughs) I'm... I love it. I'm glad that you enjoy it. (laughs) Um, And so when it comes into play, you get to steal any permanent. Again, it's... Maybe it's non-land permanent. Maybe I should look it up. It's...
0: No, no, it's target permanent. So you can it's steal people's lands
1: permanent. if you really want. Um, and then also, you do? if you want, or if you control three or more uh, minutes, you get to draw cards, three cards, at the end of your turn. So this is just one of those cards that allow you're stealing, but then when you make the tokens and make a ton of different copies of it, it's just like, holy crap, I'm going to steal th- like, for this turn, and then, like, 7x turn, and you just, you're going to take over the game.
0: But, people, Lara's getting all excited about all the making copies and stealing. This happened okay. to an opponent of mine Ooh. in Arena, and they lost because of it. Remember, the card draw is not a May uh-huh. effect. You have to. So if you have multiple Agent of Treacheries, and you have just the minimum three permanents, you don't have to have three per; just three permanents, and you have seven of them. You're going to draw twenty-one cards I mean, without a choice. So you have to be careful because my opponent deck. Yeah. Me, well, I'm thinking with this deck, if you ended up making, uh, you know, like fifteen copies of it at some point, that's forty-five cards that you draw at your instant. Uh, you're going to have to watch out yourself and lose. So just be careful. <laughs> you're going to have I've to watch out because you're giving
1: me a boner now. Like this is. i love drawing cards i'll draw myself out just to lose the game i don't care that's amazing oh my god you and tome are both (laughs) it's um yeah so agent of treachery it's one of those cards that allows you it's kind of like Fenster a little bit too right it's it's if somebody's pillow forwarding or isn't going to allow me to win with my token combat damage that i can concentrate on that and just take over the game take over whatever's stopping me um and and so it's one of those we we talked about it i believe the last time i was on it's just how you you want to fit in ways that are still on theme but not um but not the same angle you want different angles that allow you to Hmm. still win through i don't have a lot in here i have like three or four but but that allows yeah. like you just kind of want to be able to draw into and you're like okay my my initial game plan isn't winning, uh, it's not going to win me the game I'm locked out. But if I draw, you know, if I if I'm playing Yu Gi Oh and I just go heart of the cards and you draw that card, and you're like I got a chance now, <laughs> um, and that's this is one of those mm-hmm. I'm back in the game, and. Uh, It is. I will say this
0: to anyone who complains about it. It is seven mana. So like suck it up. So it's very expensive to do. It's only a three toughness. So it's not like it's big and strong either. I think the card is somewhat fairly designed, especially since it's not a may draw three. You get force to draw three. So like I said, you got got to then start thinking about how many of these Mm do I want Mm -hmm. and how big is my deck at this point in the game? So. Um. All right. Well, mine is literally the first on the list because we have a new mechanic, and I love it. We're talking about Adrix and Nev, the twin casters. Really, really like this. Yes. Uh, this is the secondary commander in the box, or is this the face? I think Essex is the face, and maybe they're in the ninety-nine.
1: No, but no, we'll uh, they they, they are the colorless face. Colorless
0: Simic. Uh, that's a, a green and a blue. Legendary creature, merfolk, wizard. It's a mythic. It's a 2-2. It states, whenever if one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that many of those tokens are created instead. So that's kind of where I was like, oh, if you have dumping mm-hmm. season in the command zone, it's a lot more intense than like when people initially read it. So I think if Adrix and Nev was your commander, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, kill Lowry on sight. He can't live. Like, this is absurd. But, here's what I really <laughs> like about this card. It has ward 2. Whenever this creature becomes yes. the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter it unless that player pays two. So, here's a few things. One, you got doubling season basically in the deck without actually having doubling season, which I was shocked you didn't have. So that yeah. was one. You at least accomplished that. Second thing is the Ward 2 is very, very nice because... So, I'm someone who plays... Uh, I I keep wanting to say Kissa, but that's not right. Uh, The Kira, the Great Glass Spinner. Mm, So mm -hmm, I play mm -hmm. her in my mono blue deck, and that one's like, hey, counter the spell straight up the first time it's targeted. I'll be honest, I would almost rather have the ward effect because then it's like, oh, well, I did this, I had to pay this, now I need to do this. You get They have to pay two every single time they try to do something to it. True. And then even if your opponents, like I've had with Kira, are like, hey, you have something you can waste on that because I have a removal spell that I can do after yours gets countered. This doesn't matter. Do either of you guys have an additional two mana to pay for it? Well, combining forces does jack.
1: Yeah, and, and the nice thing about that too is like, it's kind of like Frost Titan. But the thing about Frost Titan, if you're like, I cast this, did you pay the two? And you're like, I'm out. It's kind of like you got to rewind the game because it's not a counter. Whereas Ward is literally countering it if you're not paying the two. So you can make that mistake and forget about Ward, and that person can't rewind the game. It's just a countered spell at that point, or effect. And so, Ward seems to be a really nice to the Frost Titan thing, but also like mm-hmm. hexproof, even because hexproof is like really non-interactive, right? But Ward is like I don't want to, but I'm going to have to, mm-hmm. and so it, it makes it not like still interactive, but it's painful. And so I, I think yeah. like play I- like game-wise, I like it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it, and I think you make a good point. And now granted, in most people's play groups, it's like, oh, I cast this, and it's like, oh, you don't have two, so it's countered. And it's like, well, I didn't know I had to do that, so I'm gonna take that back. And then usually everyone's like, fine. Uh so as as much as I love your your idea on, well, even if you're good about the trigger, doesn't matter, it gets countered. Uh I, I feel like everyone's still gonna be like, Well, I didn't know. Let me let me rewind that and do a different <laughs> spell that actually kills your thing.
1: It's very possible. You guys are nice. You guys are nice, and this is why you don't get attacked by random stuff. This is.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, what is your second game winning card?
1: Okay, so I want to talk about just like just the general like token makers. And really, let's talk about master waves. Um,
0: mm, yep, I'm talking about that, too. How are
1: you? Smart I didn't I didn't want to steal so, it from so you.
0: Good in this deck.
1: Yeah, so it's no,
0: no, no. It's fine. I'm. It, I'm good to match
1: three colorless blue it's a two one protection from red elemental creatures you control get plus one plus one and when it etbs you get to make as many z- one zero elementals as you have blue pips in your the permanence that you control so this can really this is one of those cards that we've liked my mirror battlesphere that allows you to create a ton of tokens at once and and just the Real basic, if mm-hmm. you don't have any, like, utility cards, or even if you just want an army, those that first round of tokens uh just are Master of Waves. And then the next wave of tokens are all the elementals that are made. They all get the plus one, plus one from each Master of Waves that in, is in play. The tokens that are created actually have the CMC of Master of Waves. So they yeah. all would count the blue pip. So if you're, let's say, Master of Waves makes four different Master of Waves, at the very least, you have the four from the tokens, the one from the original, one from Essex. And then yep. they all make six different elemental tokens, and they all get five plus five. And so yep. you just made a hand like said, earlier, yeah, for four. Um, for four. And Um And like I said earlier, it works really well with Risen Reef, goes nuts, Um, and, and that, that is something that I've really liked in this deck, even though the best token makers that I've really kind of been able to find are top end, like seven mana, Hornet Queen, Mirror Battlesphere, Avenger Ascended Car, but this four, at four, Mm -hmm. it allows me to make a ton of tokens along with having protection, uh, to be able to just protect it for the next turn if I don't have a haste enabler and stuff like that
0: yeah and the biggest reason guys it's at four is because of the fact that the tokens that initially come in would immediately die if master of raves is not on the battlefield so from a design aspect it makes a lot of sense because it's like oh you get rid of one thing and then you probably kill 15 others at the same time yeah Um, but them having protection from red is going to protect master of waves at least from blasphemous acts uh the infamous Lightning Bolt. Uh, I've heard a lot about it, never actually seen it played. <laughs> never. Uh, but yeah, no, I love this card because it, it's just like Avenger. It's just going to compound upon each other. You know, whatever yeah. your devotion is when it comes in, you're going to make that many essentially new copies of Master of Waves, which will then check the devotion again and make that many more blue elemental creature tokens that are all just going to be super, super jacked. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, one thought I just, just had. I, I think it's only in red. You might have some in colorless, but you should see if there's any, like, uh, you know, uh, not impact trimmers, but things like a goblin bombardment and, like, colorless, where it's like, oh, sack a creature, deal a damage. That might actually be, like, a game winner for this deck, considering how many extra copies of stuff you can make.
1: And so that's actually where along... there There is a small mill package with Ultra of the Brood, So there's uh, the the altar where you're able to sacrifice creatures and mill its power to a player. Oh yeah. So I was like, I was starting to notice little, all right, um, little mill package that I could have added, but I think I went, I went the blank version instead, which seems a little, you know, like I said, like a little bit more on the nose, obvious, but, um, yeah. I could I could definitely try and look into it a little bit more too. Yeah. Because I, I, I like what you're thinking. Cool. I like what you're thinking.
0: But uh yeah, I, I'm just thinking like a lot of these like little baby because like it's it, they can't compound infinite, so you're you know, you're gonna make a bunch of Avengers, Mirror Battlesphere, Master of Waves, but then it's gonna stop at whatever tokens they do have. So it'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool if it's like, well, I just created seven Avengers Indicars, so now I got 80 plants, like whether it's I mill you out with Alter of the Brood, or I'm sacking each one to deal a damage, or even sacking two of them to deal a damage. Maybe I kill someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be a nice little, almost spice package, because maybe your main goal is still living in the red zone. But it's like, maybe it'd be nice if someone had, uh, you know, a bunch of fog effects or things like that. <laughs> Alright. Well, my last one, I am I wasn't going to talk about it, because I think it's a cheesy way to win in a token deck. But the fact that you can make so many tokens at a time, I actually really like it for this deck. So Epic Struggle, very mm-hmm. cool card. Mm-hmm. So two colorless green green enchantment. Uh, it comes in at about 6 bucks. At the beginning of your upkeep, uh, if you control 20 or more creatures, you win the game. Pretty simple. Yeah. That's it. Don't know if there's a lot to talk about, but uh, people love win the game cards uh, that yeah. state it. You have another card in here that does the same thing. Um, Biovisionary. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I see epic struggle struggling with is the fact that it you are gonna have to do it as an enchantment. So that means sorcery speed. You don't have yep. ways to go at flash in here that I saw at least. No,
1: no, um, I didn't. So you're
0: gonna have to do it on your turn, and you're gonna have to wait that turn cycle, and you're gonna have to battle everyone coming at your ass. And yeah. if you lose some creatures, <laughs> yep. then you don't get the effect and you're at it again. Uh, so I think if you could figure, even if you put in that land where you pay Simic tap it, you can now play stuff at instant speed. Even if you just put that in here, I think that makes this card infinitely better. It's still a cute card. I just, I see it being very difficult to any of these things where it's at your upkeep, you win the game. If you can't do it at instant speed, it's like, man, you're asking a lot. You're asking (laughs) the table to have no answers.
1: (laughs) Yep. I, I fully agree with you. Um, and that's why, um, I, I like... So, I like this in BioVisionary, since they're doing very similar things. In BioVisionary, if you have four copies of it, you win the game at the end of your turn. So that's a little bit quicker. But at the same oh, that's time... That's so much quicker. Yeah. So much yeah. quicker. So you can just like, BioVisionary, make a bunch of tokens, make them BioVisionary, win the game at the end of your turn. You you can do that. Yep. Um, And so... <clears throat> I know people like I win the game cards. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily because it pay you more. It fe- well, yeah, and and it also feels very comboy a little bit, and I try and avoid combos. Um, and so it's it's something that I plan on cutting, <laughs> but I feel wow, bad wow. about it because it, but it, but it's one of those like. Same as agent of treachery, it's one of those ways that like it's stalled out. you're able to just meet your mark, win the game and and so it's in there, but I don't know uh, to me, it's not a ton of fun.
0: Mm. well, you know you're you're allowed to be wrong, and that's all right <laughs> um all right uh, what is what is your last yeast card?
1: so I want to talk about um sapling symbiosis because it is I, i want to there there are a lot of just like sorcery speed cards that are going not a lot but there are cards that make a ton of tokens at once and i i just want to my opinion is this is the best one because it allows you to uh it's three colorless green uh you may well it doesn't matter the instant speed version doesn't matter but put a one one green sapling to creature token into play for each creature you control so there are ones that like create a token of every token that you control um i have beacon of creation in here which is uh create a snake token for each force you have um i believe i have one more in here and so there's like A mixture of sorcery speed instant speed cards that you can use to create a a bunch of tokens at once and Mm -hmm. and the big thing is is where you want to be is you you do want to be making a bunch of tokens at once because it if you're only making one you're just not doing enough Uh, because this is mid to late game when you're making those tokens when essex is out and you're hoping that you're it's in play And so you want something that's making a bunch of tokens at once. Um, and so that that's keep that in your mind if you want to build with Essex. Um, and I think uh, Sapperling Symbiosis is the best one. Um, and you can go that way, but I've really liked the creatures better. So I've, I've cut more of the spells and sorceries probably just because i like the idea of being able to um if i want a ton of tokens i like the master of waves where it's just like make five then make 20 you know what i mean okay and versus like okay i'm only making you know the six from sapling symbiosis or whatever but being able to play like follow up a master of waves with a sapling symbiosis goes nuts right and so, mm-hmm. I I would suggest when you're building, have a few, not a lot, of spells that okay. create tokens. Versus having creatures that make tokens, because you can always choose the creature that you had come into play making the tokens, that kind of like it's a bit of a doubling season effect without needing mm-hmm. doubling season. And so that's more of like consistency reasons um, but again, whatever you're comfortable with, if you're building tokens or whatever deck you're doing. So that, that's just yeah. my thought. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I
0: like it. It's fine. I mean, your goal of your deck is to make a crap ton of tokens. Yeah. So it would lead to believe that this would be a doubling season type of a thing. Cause for mana, I'm basically going to double everything that I have. Uh, so I like it, you know, uh, you're right. The instant speed thing doesn't matter. Uh, once again, that makes me take my mind to, okay, well, this card is three colorless green. It's a rare for this effect, but you could pay two more to play it at instant speed. Is there a version of this that exists that you don't already have that does the exact same thing, but maybe at a lower CMC, or maybe you get an additional benefit out of it uh, because you're dropping that whole instant speed clause. Yeah.
1: Um. From my, from what I saw Every th- the cards were about four, like Beacon of Creation, I believe Harvest yep. Time from uh Dark Ascension. Those those were the three where I was just like, ooh, those seem good. Um, and then there's yeah. like a blue card that like makes a token for every creature an opponent controls, but that's at like seven mana. Mm. Um and so four seemed to be the lowest that I noticed for making a bunch of tokens
0: at once. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the yeast section. Now we're going to head over to the spice. Um, I'm basically just going to talk about the spell that's a, your backup commander. Uh, I've, I've talked about it. Essex isn't yeah. necessarily fragile. Yep. It's just it's six mana, and it's only a 4-4. Four, four. People are going to want to kill it once they figure it out. So this card being able, able to foretell it early in the game, make it untouchable, And then when you need to do it, pull the trigger is very cool. So Mystic Reflection. Amazing card. So cool. So colorless blue instant. It does have foretell. So you uh, can pay two colorless, exile the card from your hand face down. Then at any point when you have priority, uh, you could cast it for a single blue. Um, And when you do, choose target non-legendary creature the next time one or more creatures or planeswalkers would enter the battlefield this turn, they enter as copies of the chosen creature. And I like this in Spice because I think on its on its face level, Laura, you put it in here because it's like, well, if I can't have Essex out, this at least kind of mm-hmm. gets me the effect. Or maybe I've already used Essex effect, so I'd like to do yeah. it again. So then I'll I'll do the Mystic Reflection. Yes. I look at this also as a defensive measure because the planeswalker thing is interesting. There's a lot of mass reanimate planeswalker stuff. Well, and it doesn't even say token creatures, just one or more creatures. So you know what? I don't like you bringing uh, the glorious rebirth or primeval's rebirth. There we go. Uh, I don't like you getting that off because no one had a counter <laughs> spell. And I see you got like 40 planeswalkers in your graveyard. So as that spell resolves, I guess I'll just uh, foretell this for a blue and say they're all going to come in as dried arbors. Like, all right, yeah. have fun with yep. that um and i i so good um i don't think it gets played enough it is still new. fairly new so yeah. that might be why
1: and that but is yeah. same like i had the same thinking about like those etb creatures like crater hoof behemoth comes into play you're like oh, well shit that's gonna win the game actually have that come into play as a wood elf like it just you you can just yep. nerf those awesome creatures that are coming into play or those planeswalkers and in totally agree that it's that flexibility of like second Mm -hmm. you if you really need that essex trigger you can do it again or do it if they're targeting essex like you're saying but being able to neuter one of those cards that are like okay game's going to end unless i do something and and i like i said i don't play counter spells and or as nearly as much as i should and so having these kind of spells allows me To save my ass every once in a while,
0: makes sense. All right, Lowry, uh, bring us home on the spice. What is the one card?
1: Well, I I, I've already mentioned this one as well, and so I want to talk about like just the blink package slash like Thassa Deep Dweller. Um, it's indestructible God from Theros Beyond, and at the end of your upkeep, you blink a creature, um, and and. having too much blink in a deck kind of like narrows down the amount of creatures that you can use and so yeah i you still want a wide variety of creatures and effects that you have coming to play that are going to make an impact on the game and so that's where like conjurer's closet could could be good in here as well um i've i've looked at ghostly flicker and i kind of want to add that in at instant speed um because also like it's it's a little bit like that uh the goose effect like later in the game i'm not oh, getting yeah. those tokens i'm not drawing like i'm just getting utility which is nice but i'm not getting those big effects that i'm looking for that blink that mm-hmm. blink can get me there or like if yeah. i just go like turn 2 or 3 wood elves turn the next turn i go fossa or a blink effect it gets me to five and six, and I'm able to play, uh, or with like a Wood Elves or a Farhaven Elf, like being able to sure. get Fractal to Bloom out earlier, and so like it just seems to work. Or I'm able to get that that removal better, or the token. It's it's a little bit like a clone, but and so I can choose what is the best effect that I want to have happen yeah. right now, at the at the end of my turn. But and so. I've really liked it. Um, I think it's a fantastic card. And there's a reason why it's, what, 10, 15 bucks at this point. So... Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, coming in 12 to 18. Yeah,
1: so the the card is so, really good.
0: Oh, it's, it is really good. I actually think it's better than the OG Thassa god. Um, just me personally. I would rather Blink than Scry. Um, I want to challenge okay. you on a thought. Though. Okay. I mean, we're kind of listening through here. Don't you think you should cut Panharmonicon for Conjurer's Closet? Mm-hmm. Because Fassa and Conjurer's Closet—it doesn't matter when they come down in the game—they're going to be able to actually do something at the instep immediately. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to get you something. Mm-hmm. Panharmonicon is actually only going to work. Once it's on the field, and then just whatever creatures you have left with ETB effects, in theory, would be the ones that you're getting the double triggers from. So I would almost think that I'd rather have the Conjurer's Closet, because I think Conjurer's is, what, five? yep. So what do you think of doing the Panharmonicon for Conjurer's Closet thing? I don't know. I'm just thinking that you get guaranteed value opposed to partial value. Well,
1: and I, I think I agree with you there, too, because, like... What what you're saying is, like, Conjurer's Closet, I'm going to have ETB creatures in play versus, yep. like, am I going to have them in hand? That's not necessarily guaranteed. Um, I, I think that could be a good switch.
0: Okay. Yeah, and you know what? And I know that everyone has, like, this big magical turn-on for, for sure. on, so I get it. It's always the card that everyone goes to. And, Lowry, funny thing, I literally just got my copy... I did not buy Time Spiral Remastered. Uh, You know, we swore off sealed product uh, for 2021, but I did buy the old time shifted version of Panharmonicon in foil. Oh, baby. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's sexy. So. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the Spice Package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, these are going to be Lowry and I's cuts and adds to the deck that are going to be under $5, under $50, and a no-budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only Lance, which I don't know why you would, because he literally has them all in here. So, Lowry... Barely new that. Mm, I get yeah. it. Sometimes it's hard to do this. It's it's like, you know, it's like you just bought a kitten and you're like, you know what? I'd like to drown the kitten and have, some, no. uh, you know, kitty uh, first. No, subs. it's more like so spray paint. What the are kitty. you going to cut? <laughs> what are you going to cut? And then what are you going to add for under roughly five minutes?
1: Okay. So I'm going to start out with a double. One's going to be cheaper. One's going to be more expensive. So don't they're the same effects. Ooh, um, so I'm going to be cutting Hornet Queen and Curious Herd for, I believe. So, are you, are you
0: cutting one or the I other? I can you only get, get do one. one. You don't get to pick both. Jeez. You only get one. I wanted to cut
1: two. All right. Um, okay. So I'm going to cut <laughs> Hornet Queen. And. Wow. Beca- that's because of the CMC. Right. Um, that's and fair. so what I want to put in i when i when i did this list i believe it was under five dollars might be more because of squirrels um but there's deep forest hermit from modern horizons
0: so i I, that is the cheaper one so i think you're okay yeah
1: okay and i want i I plan on adding deranged hermit in as well but okay uh deep forest hermit when it comes into play it's five it's two green three colorless as power toughness doesn't matter it has vanishing three so it will go away eventually but when it etbs it creates four squirrel tokens and then it gives all squirrels plus one plus one and so when it comes into play the idea is just it's so much cheaper than a hornet queen and then it makes you want to make four deep forest hermits which will make 4, 8, yep. 12, 16 squirrels, which all get the very similar to.
0: Plus five. Yeah, plus five, plus
1: five. Plus five. Yeah. And then you just got a huge army of 16, five, fives. Like, that seems good yeah. to me.
0: That's, that seems kind of sexy. See, the only thing that I do like about Horner Queen in this deck is because of the fact that you're making all these, like, multiple mm-hmm. copies. I love that she is flying in Death yeah. Touch, and you are also making flying Death Touch insect creature yeah. tokens. So it's, it's it's kind of that same thing. I think the easiest way to look at this Lowry is for five mana, you're gonna get sixteen five fives, or for seven mana, you're going to get sixteen one to get 16 1-1s, But they're flying Blind. in Death Touch, yeah. and so then I think that becomes an argument of what your play group is. My play group more on the ground or is it more in the mm-hmm. air? If it's more in the air, I probably want Hornet Queen for that two extra mana. But if it's more on the ground, I'll just save the mana. I'll do this guy. Yeah, the vanishing thing eventually is going to hurt mm-hmm. you, but you just swing out that that turn yeah. if you got your crashing drawbridge. Uh yep. great great card. Um, or that second turn. Okay, now you don't have summoning sickness. Sixteen five fives. Yeah, in.
1: yeah, and that's that's kind of I agree with you. And the same thing like, you're kind of going with like there's three big ETB token creatures between Mirror Battlesphere Queen and avenger and so i was finding myself mm-hmm. with like liking mirror battlesphere way more than i anticipated because it has that burn okay. aspect where i'm able to just be like oh, i'm gonna tap 20 mirror yeah and and burn you and it's a t- <laughs> it's a 24 7 you know so like i, I yeah. was kind of liking that aspect and then avenger makes more than four tokens and so Hornet Queen ended up being yes. the thing. It might be Curious Herd as well because I don't sure. know how that's going to really work. It's, it's one of the cards that like, I'm trying out and I really like, but I don't want to cut it yet because I want to see how it is type thing.
0: Yeah, C- Curious Herd, I think is one of those cards that I don't think it actually fits in this deck because it's too unreliable yeah. how many artifacts that player controls. It doesn't even look at the whole table. Uh, which kind of is odd because it came out in a commander yeah. set. I'm wondering if that was a standard card at some point. No. But the way you make it work in your favor is you play stuff like Michael Synth Lattice. Yes. And it's like, oh, I'll make 40 3-3 <laughs> 3-3 three, <laughs> three, three And that's a lot. That'll turn into whatever I want. Yeah, and that's great, but it's like your deck has no home for Michael Synth Lattice. No. So it's like, well, what would even be the point? So I, I think Curious Herd does need to either be in heavy artifact playgroups or... If you're running Mycosynth in your green deck, throw it in. Because at yeah. the, the top end is literally you win the game for four. Mm-hmm. So Yeah,
1: yeah, I, 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 I totally see that. And so I, I agree. So I, yeah. Deep Forest Tournament. All right. Arrange Tournament.
0: <laughs> there we go. Well, the card I'm going to cut for my under five. I'm not this big. I'm not a big fan of this card unless you're in mono white, mono red. War Room. Ooh. I don't what? like it. Okay. So, Land land Rare. Uh, I can't believe it's almost... I can't believe it's like yep. $5. It uh, taps for a colorless. Three colorless tap. Pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity. Two. Draw a card. Lowry, I think if it was pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity. Draw cards equal to the number of colors in their color identity. Then I would be fine with it. Or if it was something like X and pay X... To where, if it's a single monocolored, you get to draw one card. You have to pay one mana, pay one life. If it's five colors, you're paying five mana, Mm -hmm. paying five life, drawing five cards. I think it needed to do something like that. But as is, it's really only good in those monocolored decks. But I got a card. I really, really like it. It's a sorcery, so it goes into my whole sorcery thing, which I like. Aether Mutation. I really like this. Three colorless Simic. It's a sorcery. Return target creature to its owner's hand. Put x 11 green sapperling creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is that creature's converted mana cost. Mm. So I think this does a few different things. A, defense. Yep. Maybe they got some, uh, maybe they got that crab, the what, 417 or whatever <laughs> out there. Uh, maybe they got the 100-handed yeah. one where they could block all your stuff if they wanted. Or the, as we always say, top end, blightsteel colossus. Bounce all that stuff. You're going to get a bunch of things. You turn them into things. But this could almost be a conjuring closet of sorts. You did your Avengers, Avenger of Zendikar rigmarole. I really actually kind of need to be able to do it again. Let me bounce Avenger back to hand and I'll get seven insects, which I'll turn into other stuff. And then, boom, I'm off to the races again. Or it's right on another good one. I mean, you'd have to make sure you do it with the high CMC yes. stuff. But, you know, your Hornet Queen is a good example where it's only making four when it comes in. So it's like, you know what, I'll bounce it for seven, but then they're all going to come in as mere Battlespheres or Avengers indicars, which which does that rigmarole again. And usually it's like you do those once and you're done unless you have your bounce hmm. or blink effects. So this is a card that I think could be offense. I think it could be defense. Um, and it it has less feel-bads than an Exile, Destroy, uh, a prison effect on your opponent's stuff if you do use it on them because it's like, hey, look, the thing's scary. I'm not going to blow it up. I'm just going to put it back to hand.
1: You can cast right it next turn if you want. Right will. on. Yeah, I I like that. I don't I don't. I'm going to have to look it up afterwards, but um, I don't know. I really like War Room as well, and so it, it seems yeah. like something that I would well, re like do amid- with like Pongify.
0: I... I- I actually changed it because I did have ash Barons getting cut, but then you went on your like six card filter and I was yeah. like, Okay. I could see a little bit of what he's saying, so let me do it for a different one. But yeah. <laughs> no matter what. And you know what? I think you have enough ramp in here, thirty six lands, you'd be fine going to thirty
1: five. Taking me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> but I yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm okay with okay that. I'll definitely I'm sure I have the card, which is it from like Gate Crash or something, or is it from the new Uh no, it's from Apocalypse. Oh. 25, I am not sure. And it's three and a Simic. Oh, is it five mana then five? Yep. Okay. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about then. Um, okay. All right. All right. I dig it. I dig it.
0: (laughs) I I had a different one that I could do that. I wanted to do there, but technically it was over $5. It was six. And I was like, (laughs) no, I I can't be going off brand for my own. So, um, all right. Here's where I start to get real excited because my my next twos are based. okay, but we gotta start with you being the guest. what are you cutting and what are you gonna add for under 50 bucks? okay,
1: so this is I think it's around 10 bucks at this point, but I don't really like my draw slash card advantage package in here. um I would agree and so it's something like I I want to cut collective unconscious. And you draw a card for every creature oh. that you control and it's six mana. And Really, you don't like that. It's it's either drawing me like three cards or fifty. That's what it seems like. <laughs> and and okay. I and I want right, something a little bit more like consistent. I want more than three, but I don't need fifty type thing. Um and so what I'm thinking I want to try out in its place is still higher CMC. But I want to try Genesis Wave, and it's oh, okay. three colorless or three green X, and you get to reveal X cards, and you put all permanents into play that are X or less. Um, more than likely, I think my top end is seven with Hornet Queen, Mirs Battlesphere, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hit. You know, I can I can pay ten mana in this deck, and it's going to get me. Sure a lot of triggers off of parallel lives or panamonicon or stuff like that and and i just i can see it going like instead of drawing 50 cards and scaring a crap ton of people i can see it putting seven ten permanents into play and people going oh the game's over next turn so it feels like it's a a card advantage Mm -hmm. slash game ender the next turn
0: you wouldn't rather do, like, Finale of Devastation?
1: Yeah, that's one of those cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a fan of it. I, I like, you like it. it. You're not wrong. Um, I. It's one of those cards that I feel like uh, are a little I, I too s- good.
0: Yeah, well, so I was about to say, I feel like if this is not you, in in your mind, because yeah. I'm sure your playgroup disagrees, if in your mind this Blooming Onion deck is one of your more lower-powered or mid-tier yeah. decks... Genesis wave is a better fit than finale of devastation. Cause finale of devastation is where you take it to like, oh, I kind of want to kill everyone when I'm ready yes, to damn well kill you. Sure. Same thing with crater yep. hoof stuff like that. Like crater
1: hoof would be a great fit in this deck. And I just went, Oh it'd yeah. be amazing. It's done to death in my opinion. So when it, when, it, when something's done to death, I try and change it up. Like I have crater hoof in an all creature deck. And so then I don't, I mm-hmm. try and not have it somewhere else unless it like, absolutely as needed um and so you're not wrong you know what i mean it's a good card all right
0: i'm excited okay i'm excited now okay under 50 i'm cutting actually a card that i love i found out about this card i mean obviously everyone knew about it uh it came out in ravnica allegiance mm-hmm. but i felt like it lived under the radar for so long it's a green enchantment I bought it for like $2, and I think I bought like 10 copies Ooh. of it. It's now 11. Mm. Guardian Project. Yes, I'm going to cut no. it. So, three... <laughs> yeah, got to cut it. Here's why. Three colorless green. It's an enchantment. Whenever a non-token, yeah. Yeah. non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, it, if it doesn't have the same name as another creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, draw a card. Because with my under... My under fifty ads and my no budget ads. I'm gonna be messing around with all your creatures, really like entering and having like the same names and okay. stuff. So your current build, I think you have quote unquote enough value in the deck to maybe justify it, but I don't think it's actually gonna do the work that it does in a normal commander deck. Uh, this deck, you have twenty eight creatures yeah. in it. Uh, which is good, and that's healthy, but a lot of your stuff is all token-based, and so it's like, oh, I just made 13 tokens, and it's like, well, you didn't draw 13 cards. Sure. Um, so that's where I think it loses luster, specifically in this build.
1: I That's actually one that I, I would keep. I, I would cut a lot of my draw card advantage cards. I, But for some reason, I've really liked that with the blink package that's in there, because it allows my non-tokens to come back into play and draw me another card. But I see what you're saying. It's not as, like... Maybe it could be better. Let's see what you got.
0: Yeah, well, and I think when we talk about your blink package, you only have, like, three, three or four, four cards. Yeah. So I don't even know if you can call that a package. It's more like fancy underwear for hmm. the weekend. Um. So what I think we should do, there's two cards, they do the same effect. Uh, so that's why I'm mentioning them both cuz you can go either way it just depends on what you want to okay. do and your budget. Mirror Gallery and Sakashima of a Thousand Faces. So at their core both of these cards say the legend rule doesn't apply to permanent yeah. control. Uh and specifically Mirror Gallery just says the legend rule doesn't apply, older version. Yeah. Uh Mirror Gallery's five colorless artifact for $35 uh Sakashima's three colorless blue, but it also ETBs uh, as a copy of another creature you control. Except it's still Sakashima of a thousand faces, uh, still has Sakashima of a thousand faces other abilities. So, and this is like twenty four dollars. So I think on their core, what you're accomplishing is now you could start making copies of your legendary creatures yeah. or other people's legendary creatures, and now you're getting stupid amounts of value. Yeah. Here's where I think it kind of becomes a little funny. Even though it only triggers once, you can kind of turn all of your stuff into your commander. And people might say, well, why would you ever do that? Well, it's a 4-4 flyer for one. And then people want to get rid of your commander. Well, what are they going to do when you have 40 of them? (laughs) Well, they're probably just going to board wipe, which they would have done to begin with. Fair enough. So, uh, but but a lot of people, it's like, oh, Lowry has 15... It's it's gotten out of control, but we're not we're not you know screwed yet. Let me just source the plowshare Essex. He can cast it again in a turn or two. But if instead of fifteen in Essex, you have sixteen Essexes, it's like well shit. Does anyone have a board wipe? No. I can get rid of one of them, and it's like well that and it's a threat, like you're saying. And so now you've created this almost wall that no one can build down. Uh, In that specific example, but I think just the not having legendary rule when you're playing a kind of copy theft Mm -hmm. deck, man, the broken stuff you could do if you could make a bunch of Kozileks or Ulamogs, Jesus. I was
1: just, I was just, first thought in my mind was like Grand Arbiter. And just, like, make sure that nobody can... Why, because you do I'm that? A, Why would you do that? I, I, we're doing what the Salty doing? Tournament, and it's on my mind. Like, terrible <laughs> cards are on my mind. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. But, uh, yeah. A whole breach would be good. But, so... I like what you're thinking. That seems...
0: Yeah. seems I, solid. And And my next one is actually going to be better than this. It's just you need these cards to make my last card actually work in the way that we want it to work. Uh, But Sakashima of a thousand faces. enters as a copy of a creature you control, except it has its other abilities. You don't get the legend rule. The other one's just an artifact where you lose the legend rule. So Mm -hmm. that's where I think we should go for the under 50. Um, I cannot wait for you to hear the last one. The last one's really what just nails this guy home. (laughs) Like it's a drunk prom oh. night and
1: two well nights. it also works with the vencer uh, thing too so jeez prom
0: yep I, yeah <laughs> but so that's kind of why I brought up the Vincer thing is this car or this package specifically makes it to where you can make 50 Vincers bounce everything yeah. and then they're all just hanging out as tutus so all right no budget what are you doing I'm very curious. okay so I you know how to spend some money. I'm gonna
1: cut Epic struggle, just because like what you're not gonna cut a uh, guy's cradle? No, <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but epic struggle, like I was saying, feels a little combo to me. So I end up like, sure, I'll keep it in until it works or bio visionary, like one of those two. Once it works, I'm gonna be like, cool. okay. Um, and so I've really liked the effect uh, effect of. Crushing, draw, crashing drawbridge in my deck, and so I just mm-hmm. I want another. Wait a minute, uh, are you doing that? Are you are you are you doing Concord? I Cross am. Is that okay?
0: <laughs> it's perfectly okay.
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one green enchantment. All creatures have haste. Like. Being able to give all you all of my tokens haste, you better, you better win the game. That absolutely, curve. absolutely, because it's so cheap. You're, it's, it's almost like, you can treat it like a sorcery and yeah. just be like, okay, all my creatures have haste. Done right, yeah. So uh, you know, it. I don't have it in any decks. I think it'll be good, and I and and to put it, uh, I'll use the uh, legends version to make it real expensive, if that's okay. <laughs>
0: No, that's perfectly fine. As long as we can uh, spend as much as uh, Little Lowry's future college tuition is. Oh, we he doesn't can. have one. Uh, and then when it's like, Dad, can I go to college? It's like, no. But here's a Legends version of the Border <laughs> crossroads. What can I do with that? Nothing, because the magic market is a tank. Totally gone. Uh, Yeah. The, uh, so this is a card that I've struggled mm-hmm. with, mainly because I guess the cheapest copy is $55, okay. um, and I'm not going to pay $55 not for it, it. But it's one that it, it, it's the whole. I'm not a live-in-the-red-zone player outside of a handful of mm-hmm. decks. Like, combat is a necessary action, but it's not what the deck is there to do. And so I think my brain is just like, I look at this and I'm like, okay, cool, I can maybe hit you for eight when I get out a couple four fours or 4 two twos in a turn. I just, I don't have decks where it's like, oh, my ideal situation is I'm killing two of the three opponents in one turn once I play this for the, the one green. Yeah. And I should be able to handle that last person until it comes back to me and I could win mm-hmm. again. So I think it's great for this deck, especially with how we've talked about how explosive your token turns can yeah. to be, where you make 20 GD yep. mirrors, and it's like, all right, I'm ready to blast someone in the face for 20 and hit you for 24. So,
1: yeah, it's just having that second effect is fantastic. It seems like it.
3: hmm
0: Yeah. All right. Here we go. No budget. The card's only 18 bucks. Ah, okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna cut Phantasmal Image. Understandable. Because we're doing a better version hmm. of it. So colorless blue, creature illusion. It's a zero zero. You may have it ETB, it's a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it's an illusion in addition to its other types. And it gains when this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, sacrifice hmm. it. That's actually why I chose this specifically. It's just it takes nothing to make it the target of a spell or ability. Yeah. It could even be a positive thing. Like, hey, I want to give you, I don't know, plus one plus oh. Oh, sorry, you have to die. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's the reason I want to get rid of it. But I see what you were doing there. So I wanted to continue that okay. trend. Sakashima the imposter. Love the card. Because for two colorless blue-blue ETBs, you may choose a creature in play. If you do, Sakashima comes into play as a copy of that creature except its name is still Sakashima. It's still legendary, and it gains two colorless blue blue. You could bounce it to its owner's hand at end of turn. This is why I talked about your middle package. Do the legend rule, gone. Sakashima, make your 15 tokens, have them all come in as copies of Sakashima. Then they all get their own ETBs. Like, well, I actually want three of those. I want two of those. It's almost like you're you're a kid at a buffet. (laughs) You have a plate. But your plate is humongous, and your parents, for some reason, don't care if you have high cholesterol. They say, eat whatever you want. That's the way I look at Sakashima, the imposter. But it has to be in conjunction with the other two. But I think at the end of the day, though, Lowry, if you look at its floor, because that's what we do with Venser. Venser's floor is, it does a thing. It protects Mm. you. The fact that you can copy anything on the battlefield, and you are somewhat a copy theft deck, this could be big for you to where even if I can't abuse it, it would be nice to have my own Empress Galena. Mm-hmm. Because you just took Essex from me. Now I can take Galena from you to then take Essex away. Um, I could do all of these other kind of unique pigeonholy things. Yeah. The thing's eighteen bucks. You said you already liked yeah, the board. So you may even have one later around. I do. But I think if we I think if you build the deck and uh, I didn't even talk about this. Have you considered uh Sakashima's Will for the deck?
1: I I did. And there's a there's a green blue one from Strixhaven okay. that I also considered. Okay. Um so maybe maybe this isn't I'm I'm not a big thinker. I'm I'm a very small consistent thinker. And I and I really like <laughs> the sure. the idea of Sakashima the Imposter just from the ability of being mm-hmm. able to be like ETB best, like, possible scenario for me, and then being able to return yep. it, and then doing it again, like, just that part, mm-hmm. it, on its own, doesn't need the other Sakashima, or the Legend Rule doesn't have to be gone, like, it's just a really solid utility creature in this deck, and... Yep. It, and I, I totally agree with you. I, I do think, I don't know if I'm gonna get rid of Phantasmal Image, but maybe... Um, the, the thing that I really liked about phantasmal image was like, it fit on a lot of different parts of the, the curve of like, Oh, and okay. so like it hit the, the ramp part or, uh, like mid game, I could play, uh, like guardian project and phantasmal mm-hmm. image or late game. I can pay two for sure. The Avenger of Zendikar. And then do a bunch of other stuff along with it, so it just fit fit really well, and I didn't care if it died or not. I was looking for that ETB trigger, whatever sure. utility. Um, but I love the idea of Sakashima the Imposter for sure. I, I will have to think about that.
0: Yeah, because I was actually as I was looking through your deck, and uh, because you are a good deck builder, I didn't see tons of just crap. That's like, why the hell would you even put this in here? That's just trash. <laughs> Um, and I know, and I know that you like to live more in what we call it, our channel, the grain section, you're the ramp, yes. you're the card draw, you're the, I'm trying to move out as, and so it's like, I'm not trying to cut a bunch of stuff from there. And so I really kind of went into like your spice section. I was like, well, blade of selves is real. Cute. Yes. Like, yeah, we could cut it, but man, that myriad effect, and then they could enter as a copy of whatever you mm-hmm. want. That seems extremely powerful, not even touching crashing drawbridge or dead eye. Essex Flux was one that maybe, but I was like, this could might be protection for Essex, yeah. so yeah. maybe we can't get rid of that, and we've already talked about a bunch of the other ones, so, uh, but if you could find a home for it, I think you should look into it, and I think you need to just, I think it's, basically, if you want the imposter, I think you need to get up a thousand faces in there, because I just think, once again, like with Vincer, the floor is fine enough to keep it there, but you still need a way to make its ceiling mm-hmm. worthwhile, and I think a thousand faces makes your other legendary stuff like Vincer, uh well
1: worth it. Um, so gonna- I, and I think I think you could almost go like a clone route with this deck as well. Ooh, that, that, that could be, be cool. a really fun way because then it w- plays into the Bio Visionary, like getting four of them even if you don't have Essex mm-hmm. in play. So that oh could God. be a really cool build.
0: I got yeah. it. Here's what the, your new build could be. It's EDH constructed to where it's a singleton deck, but your goal is just to make four of all your... <laughs> oh,
1: that's work. That is work.
0: <laughs> that is work. You can't make more than four. You can only have okay. four. If you make more than four, you just have to concede. Love it. <laughs> Well, what I love is that we're at the end of the episode, and as promised, here's some details about the giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1. We're giving away a Modern Horizons 2 bundle, which I kind of wish I was just a listener so I could have a chance to win it, (laughs) because it's really expensive. Uh, But to enter, it's super simple. Just promote the content we come out with. Get an entry for every interaction you do with us, and we will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News July 7th, and we will post it on our Twitter account soon after. We'll do these giveaways every single month, It could be a bundle like this. It could be a customized deck or even a deck builder. It just depends on what level one can help us out with. We would love a five-star review on whatever consumption platform you're watching us on or listening to us, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Maybe it's that uh, old record player that your grandmother has in the basement. Who knows? Who cares? Just leave us a review uh, wherever you can. But if you would like to reach out to us and find more ways to enter into the contest, here's how you could do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comma Number Five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Lowry, where can people find your channel and interact with you? Type
1: in Commander Smith's uh, wherever you want to do it, or Gmail, and then you should be able to find us.
0: You can reach our main account at Cmd Tower on Twitter as well. We also have a website where Lowry's deck list will be posted at cmdtower.com/slash b n b e ninety six. Basically just type in curious herd misty rainforest dense foliage tower.com. Uh, <laughs> squeamy gee, if people want to find out how to get a hold of your mana lift commentary, how would they do that? He can help you with all your audio needs and does have a full studio. And now that we are kind of out of the pandemic to an extent, uh feel free to come to the KC metro area and jam out. But if you would like to actually help level one Uh, out with the orders you're already doing to let them know that you do support CMD Tower and those free giveaways they do literally every single month, just head over to their shop, level1gameshop.com and when we place an order in the order notes, just type out CMD Tower so they know that you came from The Collective. And of course they sell board games, magic products, Pokemon, all the stuff. I actually just bought Secret Hitler from them uh, so I could play it at the lake coming up here in a month. I've heard that's a good game. Uh, It seems pretty terrible to have a game about Hitler, but we'll just see what happens. Another way you could support us, though, financially is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several of the reward tiers uh, from as simple as what we talked about earlier, the dollar Discord access. Of course, the most popular one is the Squeeze Choir for $5 a month. You actually get a Squee McGee coin. You get RK Post tokens. You get stickers. You get additional entries of the monthly giveaway. You get entered in for deck therapy. You get entered in for voices. Once we hit 50 patrons, we'll, you know, you'll be thrown in to be on brews and builds every month. I mean, it's a it's a great value for everything that you get. Plus, you can meet the infamous t Besh, or Hamburger Demon Poop in the channel. <laughs> if you would like to if, you, uh, if you're a current patron and you have someone in your playgroup that maybe is a frenemy that you want to become just maybe just a pure enemy, because let's just be honest, we're all about breaking down friendships at CMD Tower. Uh, You should uh, refer them. Every person that you refer being an existing patron, we will just send you out some free crap. Just make sure that they comment to us when they do sign up that, hey, Jay Besh signed me up or hey, Commander Smith Lowry sent me over. The one I know I will never see is MTG Lord of Leaves sent me that just (laughs) won't ever happen. We do have a store, cmdtowercom slash merch. So if you can't afford being a part of the patron community or maybe you just need more sleeves, you need more tokens, whatever it is, Head over there. Running gag. It's in my basement. I want it gone. End of gag. And of course, we want to give a big thank you to Coats at underscore Tcoats for the great YouTube editing he does. Guys, go watch the videos. Please leave a comment. Let him know what he's doing right. Let him know where we can improve so that way our channel can continue to grow. And Redacted Band, thank you for the music. So Lowry, uh, people may not may or may not know it. we we'll have be going through technical issues for the last hour and a half. Indeed. But Essex, the Blooming Onion, man, I could probably eat one if I knew what it even looked like. How do you feel the deck conversation went? How do you feel our recommendations went? And do you feel like this deck, I don't know how long, how many times you've been able to play it, but do you feel like the deck's starting to get more of an identity?
1: Yeah, and I I love the Sakashima, both of them really, um, suggestions for sure. Because I do like the clone idea now that we've kind of talked about it a bit. Um and I I don't think I've I haven't played a single game with it yet, but it seems very powerful. Okay. And and I goldfish a lot, so I've probably goldfished it sure. about a hundred times, hundred fifty times. And um, like I said, Jesus. it it pops. I'm sorry, I I just okay. <laughs> that's what I do. I have like forty five <laughs> minutes in between when kids go to bed and when I go to bed, and so I play it like four times for the last two weeks, and maybe not a hundred, but whatever. Um. <laughs> And so yeah, I like yeah. the clone idea a lot. Um and I still want to mess around with the the draw package on it cuz I you know Ristic study can, is an easy add but it's easy, right? And I and I and I don't want to go super yeah. easy unless it just doesn't work. Like I could Sylvan library could work too. So I I know these cards. I just I've played them a lot. I've been around for ever. I'm old. And yeah. um and so I, I, like, I like where it's headed. So thank you for the help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, hey, just throwing it out there, you could just take out Sensei's Divining Top for either Sylvan Library or Ristic Study. That, that sounds like an easy swap. No. <laughs> or Thought Vessel. Maybe take out Thought Vessel for uh, good old Sylvan if, Library. If
1: I get rid of the unconscious or the collective unconscious, like, I was, you're probably right. You're probably right. So
0: like I said, uh, I can't remember if I said this on cast or precast, but when I saw this get previewed, was not a fan of it. Thought boring old Simic, you're doing the same crap you've always done. Um, After seeing the deck played in real life and uh, talking about it today, uh, at its core, Essex is just another Simic commander that does the same thing that a lot of other ones do. But I think with the restrictions on the card only during your turn and you can only do it once... It's given Simic this kind of weird uh, fractal handcuffs hmm. that it could still do some very strong stuff, but it has to go more the pace of the table. It's going to have to go more the pace of the Rakdos deck or the mono black deck. And that's actually where I think, weirdly enough, it makes it interesting. Is It's extremely powerful like Simic is, but we've taken you down a couple notches because you can't do stuff at instant speed during other yeah. people's turns and get the value. You're just doing normal green-blue things. And you can't abuse it by doing Avenger or Zendikar, making a bunch of Avengers and then just going infinite and like, haha, I got a billion of them. <laughs> can't do that either. So I like that wizards kept true to what Simic yeah. did, but was able to put these restrictions in that really made you as a deck builder have to rethink it. Cause like you said, you started and you're like, I thought I could do it on every turn. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, I reread the card. I can't. And that probably completely changed your mind. Yeah.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Right.
0: All right, guys. Well, Lowry and uh, MC number five signing off. Bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.